Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The Sunu Band is the Sonar Smart Band with the manufacturer's goal to improve travel for the visually impaired. The band combines echolocation or sonar with gentle vibrations to inform users about obstacles or objects within their environment. The Sunu Band emits a high-frequency sound wave bouncing off of items that users encounter. The vibratory pattern changes depending on how far or close the objects are to users. The manufacturers state that the Sunu Band improves confidence while providing a more enjoyable and fluid mobility for the visually impaired traveler. We want to inquire about the objectives, use, and performance of this device. Joining us to talk about the band is Sunu Incorporated's founders, Fernando Albertorio, Kuadi Padilla, and Marco Trujillo. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for having us. Let's first learn about you all. Marco, Kuadi, and Fernando, what do each of you do at Sunu Incorporated? Right. So I am Marco. I am one of the co-founders and CEO of the company. I'm Kautli, I'm the CTO, and I manage the technology at Sunu. Hi, Brian, I'm Fernando, and I'm a co-founder and chief of operations for Sunu. I also uh, work directly with users and with our partners. These are some very major roles. Marco, what's Sunu's mission? In Sunu, we believe that people with disabilities are already able to do what they want to do. Right now, in this moment, if they decide to, they, they can start over, overcoming these limitations. The only difference we know that is that they probably need to work harder because the system is built in such a way that is not very uh, accessible for everyone. But what we do is developing, is closing the gap with assistive technologies that can encourage or inspire our users to overcome that gap and be more independent. And becoming more independent is good. In fact, a new technology that you've got that's helping doing that is the Sunu Band. It's an award-winning sonar smartwatch, as I said earlier, for the visually impaired. We'll talk more about the awards later. But Kuati, tell us more about the Sunu Band. The Sunu Band uses ultrasound. This is the high-frequency sound that you were talking about. And it detects obstacle in front of the user and then through our haptic driver that is a motor that gives vibration to the user we will be able to tell how far away are these obstacles our technology gathers data from more than 10 different navigation sensors that are on board and allow us to give precise information of the object that is lying ahead how far away it is and the direction where it is we also use bluetooth to be able to customize bands through the Sunu app, and we can send new features, and then the user can access to them through our app. We have uh, we have uh, some serious uh, feature coming stuff. Well, we integrations with with 
common apps like navigation apps and Google Maps will be ready at the end of the year. That will be really, really cool. Very cool. I see that the Sunu band combines the echolocation or the sonar with some gentle vibrations. Fernando, how do the vibrations inform the users about objects or obstacles within their environment? Sure, that's a great question, Brian. Thank you. The way the Sunuban works is through these gentle vibrations, as, as you mentioned. And for instance, as a person becomes closer or approaches an object or obstacle that could be within their path, like say a trash can or a signpost, once the, um, the, the object is within range of the sonar, the Sunuban provides gentle vibrations that become more and more frequent as the person approaches the object or it gets closer. Uh, these vibrations become more and more frequent with distance and then change to alert the user that they've uh, approached the object and they've become sufficiently close. Now, one thing that we're also working on as another layer of awareness is to provide information to the user about the corners or edges when you're like indoors or walking about inside spaces. Know exactly when you've actually reached a doorway or a threshold. As a company and our technology, we're becoming very good at providing useful information through what we call haptic vibratory feedback to tell the user not only about the presence of objects that are within their proximity or within their personal space, but also the kinds of objects. It's all around improving personal awareness and perception for the individual. Improving that perception. I like it. Marco, what objects does the band's high-frequency sound wave bounce off of that the users encounter? One of the beauty things about sonar technology is that it is very reliable when it comes to detecting objects compared to some other visual technologies. The sound bounces basically on any object. It can bounce even in harder things to capture with cameras like crystal. It can bounce from people, bounce from poles, chairs, table, basically any, any, any object, even very thin objects like tree branches. It basically bounces and captures information when it bounces back the echo travels back to the band. And then the band can capture all this information, not just like how far the obstacle is. We can capture how the echo bounced back, which determines what kind of obstacle did it bounce back from. In the moment, and as uh, Fernando mentioned, we are processing that information provided in a way that is intuitive and simple to understand for our user. They can get not just proximity information, but also other information that might be uh, important for them. Fernando just mentioned the, the edge detector, which will be a very interesting application just to pass seamlessly through doorframe. These are simple everyday examples. They're objects that the Sunum band can easily find. Kuaudi, what sort of vibratory pattern changes do the band users experience as they move far away or close to those objects? In the simplest of the configurations, as you approach to an object, the vibrations will get more frequent. As the, the object is further away, the vibrations will get less frequent between each vibration. We design these kind of vibrations in a simple way so the user will know an easy way to know, like, this object is four steps ahead of me, or this object is one step ahead of me. So it's really easy to know how far away are the objects. It gets really intuitive with the with the practice. That's interesting. 
Fernando, can the Sunu Band users use the device with their guide dog or white cane to complement mobility? The Cineband is created so that it could be a complement to existing aids like the white cane, the guide dog. In fact, we have users who utilize a white cane and they wear the Cineband on the opposite hand as they're traveling with the white cane. So it's providing information above the waist at chest level and at head level. The white cane is great because it provides that guarantees the next step, provides information at floor level so that they know when they're reaching curbs, drop-offs, as the standard for, for blind travel, you know, the white cane performs that, that function very well. What we're doing is extending that awareness on top of the white cane to provide perception of objects, obstacles that could hit the person or the person could bump into, cause accidents. In fact, some of our users who currently have been working with the city band for now, since the start of the year, have reported a 90% drop in their accidents month over month. For instance, these are accidents to signposts, tree branches, everyday objects that, that are within their urban environments. They would normally bump into or have that stress of like, oh my God, I'm going to hit this object. And so with the Cinnabon, uh, they've been telling us that, wow, you know, we're seeing a, a reduction in these accidents and it's really exciting. Myself, I use Cinnabon. I'm actually low vision. And so folks who are low vision like me, who don't use a travel aid like a cane or a guide dog, can still benefit from using the device because, again, it's worn on the wrist. It's stylish, yet also uh, provides awareness in a way that's discreet. And it kind of reduces that social anxiety of using an aid that folks who are losing their eyesight, unfortunately, have because of, of, of certain things, you know, in society. Uh, and so they're able now to, to get that awareness in a way that's intuitive and, uh, and discreet. We've talked about what the Sunuban does. Now we got to know what it looks like. And what it's made of. Marco, what does the Sunuban look like? Of course, Brian. The Sunuban is basically a bracelet. It looks pretty much like a fitness band. It's actually very close to a Fitbit size. It is regular standard wristband straps or watch straps. So you can actually change those if you prefer leather ones or metal ones. Then talking more about the, the, the watch itself, it has a rounded metal piece, which is a sonar sensor on one end. It is aligned on the same side where your thumb is. So the sonar sensor and your thumb are aligned to each other. Then the surface of the band is sensible to the touch. You can actually swipe and double tap to navigate in your face. And then on one side, you have a couple buttons. You can feel a different surface pattern on the bottom, there's one that is the home button, the closest to the solar sensor, and the second one, which is like the apps button. I was reading about that on Science Daily. That's pretty cool. It looks like a bracelet. It's, it makes it simple to put on. What motivated you all to create the band? Well, different things. Uh, we have a background in developing assistive technologies. We have developed seven assistive technologies in the past. And Sunuban is the, actually the first one that we make it a, a commercial product. We have a passion for this industry. We have a passion to serve people. We know that these little these tools, uh, even as simple as they look, they can create major impact. The reason why we started the Suniban is because around four years ago, we were volunteering in a blind institution, uh, working uh, hours with them, helping them on the mobility, mobility days. We found that even if 
There are reliable tools like the King, very low adopted other tools like the Doc. There still was a need for an, another aid that can provide uh, more information. We 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 realize that even with these tools, uh, they they're still very limited. They don't provide upper body protection, which end up being uh, frequent accidents. Even if not all of them are bad accidents, but even low accidents can can trigger uh, anxiety and fear. And we saw how this fear was attempted against the independence of, of the kids we were working with. We decided to make a tool that is cool for them, uh, that they like, that their parents endorse, and that provide this utility that they need, and probably provide more utility for their daily living. On a side note, Science Daily also says, Marco, that you developed technology for people with disabilities throughout your career and this came from you and your deaf cousins creativity and sensitivity when you both were just kids talk about that yeah i mean i have that story my cousin was basically my best friend from childhood he never received any education and sign language being both kids uh, we develop our own way to communicate each other basically our own unofficial sign language we spent weeks together developing games, creating, uh, just having a lot of fun in a way that it is accessible for both. The way that we communicate was uh, so exceptional that even their, his mom and his dad reached out to me sometimes because uh, they wanted to talk with him and they couldn't communicate directly. I kind of become an essential part in, in, in his life uh, in order to, for him to do stuff. And this wasn't a problem for me until I realized that I couldn't be for him all my life. As I got into middle school, I saw who, who, who he started to fall behind. He couldn't get into any school because he, he didn't know neither the talking language nor the sign language. So there was no room for him anywhere. Uh, even if he got into, he couldn't understand. And nobody, uh, nobody will really look to talk to him. Uh, so what I did is I convinced her mother to let him go to take the sign language. The problem was that she didn't want it because she always hoped to earn enough money to pay a, a cochlear surgery for him. But we couldn't wait for that to happen. And in fact, it never happened. It was great that she let me do that. We learned the official sign language together. And then he got into school. And in this process of his life, I mean, helping him in things like this, trying to close in the gaps so he can do what he wants to do. For example, the last thing, I mean, during this career, I, I teach him all the courses he, he missed in order for him to, to be successful. And then now he's starting his career on design. In Mexico, for example, if you are deaf, you can only study one of two careers, psychology or communication, which sucks, honestly, because... Uh, it's very limited amount and it's not something that take the most out of the abilities of a, of a deaf person. My cousin is, a, is an artist. He wanted to study um, design, computer design, visual design. I taught him, I get software for him to do it. And now he's making an initiative to open the career of design in Guadalajara, Mexico. I'm always inspired by him. Uh, I see how willpower, beliefs, and a little bit of help can change things. All right, Marco. Let's learn how people use the Sunu band. I understand that the band's got several parts. You got to recharge it. You also got to have the sonar sensor 
to be on the same side as the person's thumb in order for the device to properly work. Just talk about these tips and the best practices for using the sinew band. I think Bernardo would be great to explain that. Yeah, sure. So some of the best practices for using the sinew band, again, is, you know, because you're using a device that's worn on the wrist, number one, it's going to give you hands-free detection and awareness. But again, because it's worn on the wrist and we're using sonar, it's important that the, that the, uh, that the wearer knows that the sinew band is a very directional tool, meaning that wherever you point the sonar, that's where you're going to be getting the, the, the perception, the information from uh, within your environment. We're actually creating a series of guides and tutorials with the assistants uh, and in collaboration with some of the leaders in orientation and mobility. And one of the leaders that we're working with is with Daniel Kish, president of World Access for the Blind. Daniel is the leader, thought leader in, in, in orientation and mobility uh, for blind travel, especially in the areas of human echolocation and his techniques. And so we've been receiving a lot of guidance from Daniel Kish and how do we present and guide users who are learning to use a student band because we feel that the tutorials and guides are very essential integral part to the actual device. Now that said, when a person is using the student band, you have it on your wrist and you make minute changes or small changes by turning your wrist outward or inward to derive information from either your left, your center, or your right-hand side. As simply as Walking with the device facing forward or the sonars aiming forward, you can do that to get information about objects that are directly ahead. But then you can also take it a step further and then aim the device by turning your wrist outward or inward to then get a bit more spatial information and orientation about where things are in relation to your body, if they're at the right-hand side, center, or left. Now, one case example is our users tell us that they use Suniband when they're in a line, like say at a Starbucks, or at a bank, they're using the device when they're standing in line to know when the person in front of them is actually moving in and then moving ahead in the line. So they're receiving that information directly ahead of them and knowing exactly when they have to move up in the line without being told, without having to deal with the stress and the awkwardness of someone telling them to move in the line or that they accidentally fall out of line in the case of some guide dog users. Uh, and so those are just some of the examples of how we use Sinoband. We provide some tips about using uh, your thumb or your extended thumb um, as a guide. Uh, that's done because we, when we designed it, Marco and Quatley thought about the, the, the aesthetic position of where the sensor is on the more functional side, that it basically aligns um, pretty well when you bring your arms to your side. So it's always facing forward. And the sensor then aligns uh, right with your thumb and using your thumb as an extended guide you can then point and know by knowing where the thumb is aiming knowing you can actually know exactly where the sonar is aiming what awards has the sunu band received marco uh wow so we have received many awards it was uh the for now can you remind me the name of this it was the global uh assistive uh, yeah, we won uh, the Global Assistive Technology Award. Uh, we've won in 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 two thousand um, in two thousand fourteen. We won the Perkins uh, School for the Blind Assistive Technology Grant, uh, the Mass Challenge Award here in Boston, Massachusetts. We've also won the Concordia Scala Prize for all of Latin America for innovative technologies um, as a startup. Uh, this was in two thousand fifteen, and these are just some of the awards that, that and acknowledgments that we've received 
not only in the tech community, but also in the assistive technology world. That's very good. What have users had to say about the Sunu band? Uh, so from our, our beta testing, uh, and as Fernando pointed out before, um, we, we get qualitative and quantitative feedback. So on the quantitative, quantitative feedback, they report that they reduce accidents about 90%. Um, but on the qualitative uh, feedback, uh, they mentioned that the, the, the product has become some sort of an extension uh, of themselves, uh, like a sixth cent. Like there's a point where, where they stop thinking about the vibrations themselves, like trying to decipher uh, what they tell, but just it somehow wires directly to their brain and get the input, um, which is very interesting. Um, how 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 they can adapt to to this and, and make it make it become like another sense for them. Um, and they also what they're very um, excited about is all the potential because this is the first and the only uh, device out there. Uh, mobility aid that is a smart that can connect to a phone that can uh, receive updates become smarter with time and with use um, and even do more applications uh, connect with other applications for instance uh, right now we're working on on a, a on a new feature to connect with google maps so the user cannot just be aware of the obstacles around but also make sure they, they're heading in the right destination. And things like this is something that we are going to keep uh, developing, testing, uh, and put it in the hands of the user. This is very positive. This is great. What's the price of the band, and where can it be purchased, and where can people learn more about it? So currently, the price of the band is $299. It can be purchased on our website for now, um, which is sunu, S-U-N-U, dot I-O. Uh, and you can simply Google sunu or sunu band uh, and find us. We are uh, in the first, uh, the first response there. And then uh, you can also know more or follow us or listen more about us from our website, uh, from the, our newsletter, from our social media. We are on Facebook, we're in Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as well. I would also add that on YouTube, um, you can check out more testimonials. Uh, we have those also available on the web, so visitors can learn about uh, what other people, experts, are also saying about Sunuband. And if uh, hopefully connect with us on social media, follow us on Facebook, reach out to us. Um, because from time to time, we also extend out special promos for, for, for folks who just come and ask us questions and connect with us and want to chat with us about Sunu Band uh, and, and other technologies. And so we chat with them and offer, offer promotional, promotional special discounts. Fernando Cuadi and Marco, I want to say that we appreciate your efforts to improve technology that help the blind and visually impaired navigate their surroundings. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And before we go, I welcome your comments on the show. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind.
You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My email address is speakout at acbradio.org and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Hello, baby. Pull out of the breakdown lane of the internet superhighway and into memory lane with your host, Ann Sylvia, for the Saturday Cruising Show. Here you will be treated to a fantastic blend of classic soul. R&B. Funk, rockabilly, and dance. You can reach me during the show via email at amsylvia at comcast.net or tweet me at acbribeat. So tune in every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on ACB Radio Interactive. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. You're listening to American Council for the Blind Radio. For the blind, for the world.